2. The world is teeming. Anything can happen. John Cage. Soundtrack, John Cage, Concerto for Prepared Piano and Chamber Orchestra, 1951. My first clear memory is of my father being booed. This happened when I was four, twenty-one years before the rave, but only four miles away, in the newly opened Mies van der Rohe-designed Neue Nationale Galerie, where my father performed in an avant-garde contemporary music series. Swallowed up in a deep, plush red seat, I was surrounded by West Berlin's cognoscenti, many of whom were booing my father, who was on stage coaxing discordant, grinding sounds from a big black piano. The lid of the concert grand was open, and my father was leaning inside, pulling on the strings. There were bolts and pins jammed in between and around the strings to alter the sound. My dad was wearing black pants, a black turtleneck, and a black beret, and was smoking a cigarette, which I found funny because he never smoked. Nor, for that matter, did he ever wear a beret or a black sweater. He never went in for affectations, even in the fall of 1969, when all of the other artists in our orbit had outward flaring bell-bottoms and bright paisleys, ascots, and heeled boots. West Berlin at that moment was a creative mecca, or, more accurately, an artistic oasis, a multicultural playground situated 200 miles inside of East Bloc territory, ringed in by a double-road concrete wall punctuated by guard towers with machine-gun turrets, outside of which were several hundred thousand heavily armed East German and Soviet troops. The wall had gone up on August 13, 1961, only three years and five months before I was born. The post-war treaty stipulated that West Berlin was not formally part of the Federal Republic of Germany, which meant that if you were a citizen of the city, you were exempt from compulsory military service. Because of this, young artistic Germans, along with foreign artists and musicians, flocked to this safe haven at the very heart of the Cold War. My parents had come over in the summer of 1964 on Fulbright scholarships after having attended the Eastman School of Music. For American classical musicians, Europe, particularly Germany, with its hundreds of big and little concert and opera halls, each with voracious, supportive audiences, was a much easier place to launch a career than back home. My parents had started off in Stuttgart, where my mother was building her opera credentials, and from where my father could scramble around Europe playing prestigious, high-pressure contests that could make his career— while also cobbling together paid work as an opera coach and accompanist. After I was born in December, my mother took little time off and managed to sing the role of Mimi in La Boheme thirty times in one year. Yet they lacked consistent, reliable work, and when my father was offered a job as accompanist for legendary voice teacher Madame Maltz in Berlin, my mother had little choice but to put her ambitions behind my father's, and we all moved to the place I have always called home. I have no memories of my parents being together. They separated six months before the concert at which my father was booed. It is hard for me to imagine them as a couple. Temperamentally, they are opposites. She, logical and always in control of her environment and emotions. He, impulsive, impractical, and driven by emotion. At the time, he was in turmoil over his sexuality, resisting what he knew to be true— but which went against his conservative central Kentucky upbringing. After they separated, even though my mother was still in Berlin, I lived primarily with my father and tagged along with him to rehearsals, lessons, and performances.
I loved watching him play the piano, especially up on stage, where he would unfurl his broad six-foot-two frame, sway and nod along to the music, and sometimes even cry. The music possessed him, animated him, and watching him play concerts, I felt buoyant, my stomach fizzing with happiness. But as the boos and whistles started that day, I wanted to sink through the cushy red seat. How could they be so mean to him? As soon as the concert ended, I rushed backstage to comfort my father, but when I found him in the dressing room, he wasn't upset. Instead, he was joking and drinking beer with the other musicians. He took me outside to explain that the turtleneck, beret, and cigarette were called for in the John Cage wannabe score, and that he had to give everything he could to the piece, even though he didn't like it, but it was his job, and he loved his job, which was performing. He also explained...